This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, June 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Protests hurt small farmers. Stabenow optimistic on food supply plan and CDC OSHA on worker protections. Appropriations passes bill on cutting ag's climate footprint. Assembly Bill 2954 proposes a pathway for including natural and working lands in the next scoping plan for California's AB 32 climate goals. Groups for sustainable farming support the bill, while several business and ag groups oppose the measure. According to the Appropriations Committee, the bill passes muster for its potential fiscal impact on the state. The Legislative Analyst Office found the cost for the Air Resources Board to implement AB 2954 would be minor and absorbable. Yet farm groups have pointed out the state would need more funding for incentives programs for land stewards to do even more than they're already doing. And on that note, the committee also heard a measure on allowing wineries to fill growlers with no opposition to the bill. Chair Leona Gonzalez declared, everybody here likes wine and passes the measure. Protests are disrupting farmers' markets. Following protests over the weekend that turned violent, the San Diego County Sheriff's Department instated a curfew on Monday. That, according to Martha Montoya, who sits on the state ag board, the response has been disrupting small farmers. It's a tough situation, said Montoya at a board meeting, but now this is even a little bit harder because the supply chain is also disturbed. She explained that ethnic food marts and farmers markets downtown have been critical markets now that restaurants have shut down. It's where small farmers send products when things are tough. You can read more on the challenges for small farmers in the AgriPulse newsletter. It's coming later this morning. Stabenow looks to shape next aid package. The top Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee, Michigan's Debbie Stabenow, tells AgriPulse she's monitoring the farm economy and USDA's coronavirus food assistance program to see what additional help may be needed. Stabenow said she's watching what is happening to farmers as well as what is happening to families and food access. She's optimistic about getting the Food Supply Protection Act that she introduced last week included in the next big aid package, given that the bill has the support of numerous ag groups. The $8 billion FSPA includes funding for protective gear for farm workers and processing plant employees, as well as funding to facilitate the distribution of surplus commodities. For more on the bill, plus the latest on how U.S. and China relations are impacting American producers, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Now take note, two-thirds of farmers believe more CFAP payments will be necessary. That according to the latest monthly Purdue CME Group survey of producer sentiment. More than 70% of the farmers surveyed are either very worried or fairly worried about pandemic's impact on their farm's profitability this year. Some 81% of the farmers surveyed in May said they were either very concerned or somewhat concerned about the ethanol industry. By the way, without special government aid, a Kansas State University analysis projects net income for the average farm could plunge to just over $14,000 this year. That's down from over $110,000 in 2019. 
That analysis does not account for USDA's new coronavirus food assistance program payments. Sign-up started last week. CDC, OSHA recommend protections for farm workers. The CDC and OSHA have issued joint guidance for protecting agriculture workers from coronavirus. One of the key recommendations is to assign workers to groups and to keep them together in order to minimize their contact with other employees. Doing so not only minimizes contact between employees, but also minimizes the number that have to be quarantined where there is an outbreak. To the same end, workers who reside together should be transported together and assigned to the same work groups, according to the guidance. The guidance also recommends that ill workers be kept away from livestock. Since we don't know for sure which animals can be infected with the virus that causes COVID-19, sick workers should stay away from animals, including livestock and pets, during their illness. USDA reported yesterday that a dog, a pet German Shepherd in New York, had tested positive in the U.S. for the first time. The dog is expected to recover. Roundup appeal closely watched as settlement nears. Lawyers for Monsanto and the first person to win a multi-million dollar verdict for Roundup exposure made their cases before the California appellate judges yesterday at a crucial moment in the negotiations over a possible $10 billion settlement for all Roundup plaintiffs. Parent company Bayer is reportedly ready to ink a deal covering some 50,000 plaintiffs who allege Roundup exposure caused their cancers. But how appellate courts rule on judgments that have already gone against Bayer or how observers think the courts will rule will likely figure in the calculations of lawyers on both sides. In this case, it wasn't clear how the three judges of California's first appellate district will rule. But they did spend some time debating whether Dwayne Johnson should have been awarded $33 million in future non-economic damages. Monsanto's lawyer argued that $1.5 million made more sense since Johnson's life expectancy at the time of the 2018 trial was one and a half years. Johnson is still alive, has received nothing so far. Here's today's She Said It. It's been the most unusual budget process I've ever been through as an observer and an advocate and now a government entity. That's Secretary Ross explaining the May revision and the broad elimination of new funding initiatives proposed just four months earlier. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, June 3rd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Alley.